Hello, welcome back to the Fashion Hive podcast. We're here at Union Station with Libby Jessen. She is a designer for Kansas City Fashion Week and the designer of this lovely dress that I'm wearing right now. And I will be modeling on the runway. So very excited. Um, The dress is amazing. It's fabulous. So um, why don't you just tell our audience a little bit about yourself and about your design experience and about who you are. Okay, perfect. Well, hello, my name is Libby Jessen. I'm a fashion designer based out of Wichita, Kansas. And I actually work for Vanya Designs Bridal. And so I primarily do bridal. And ever since I graduated from Kansas State University with my fashion design degree, I have been there. So I've been there since 2019. And I'm a designer there now. And so I do primarily bridal, but I am here at Kansas City. Kansas City Fashion Week this year as a solo designer. So I'm here all by myself with my own designs that are not bridal, but if you, when you see them, uh, you'll definitely be able to tell there is a little bridal flair in each of the designs rather than like ready to wear or anything. Yeah, and like bridal designs have some of the most like articulate like techniques mm-hmm. and some of the mo- like highest quality techniques and I think that definitely transfers like you can tell every garment is like very thought thoughtfully made and designed. Yes, I made I know every every design I've made, I've just wanted it to really flatter the wo- a woman's body and then to be really comfortable and then just like so they can feel really sexy and beautiful in the dress. I have a lot of corsets and there's a lot of sheer fabric trends and definitely the ruffle fabric trend is very prevalent in my collection but yeah I just want it to be fitted and beautiful and make you know you feel really good and you look beautiful in this dress like it was pretty much made for you (laughs) I I feel beautiful in this dress I love this silhouette I love wearing the silhouettes like my favorite type of dress to wear because it just flatters all my curves in the perfect way so this is this is a very exciting day for me and it has a little train and then a slit because slits are (laughs) so fun and that is definitely one of the trends we've been seeing in the bridal industry our slits are a huge thing right now and I had to add a slit into this dress and the funny story behind this dress I actually designed and made the original version seven years ago when I was a sophomore at K-State. I entered it into one of our fashion shows we threw there. It was like the fashion club through a fashion show. And I got, I think it was second place in the original design category. And I really wanted to remake the dress with my better skills because you know I have a lot better skills than I did seven years ago when I was just starting learning how to design. And I, it's like totally like same vibe, but just a completely different and more updated version of the dress. And yeah. I love it. It's, it's so good, I'm yes. so excited. Thank you. I'm so excited too. <laughs> so talking about your experience that you gained in college and then now transitioning over into your work with Vanya Designs, Mm -hmm. what would you say has been your biggest takeaway as you've started expanding as a, you're being a designer on your own? Mm -hmm. Um, Is there something that you can say at school or even working at Vanya Designs that has been that moment where you were like, 
this is why I'm going to make my brand this way. You know, like, mm, yeah. What is what was there? Has there been that aha moment? And if so, what what was it? There has not been that aha moment yet. Okay. Um, I have always been interested in formal wear and bridal wear, and being able to create bridal wear, you know, every single day, all year long, is so much fun. But I do love to branch out and do my own thing with like little black dresses. And my collection is completely little black dresses. That's how it's inspired. And I would say when I first started designing when I was younger, my mom, and I don't know if this has to do with her shopping addiction or just, you know, <laughs> or anything like that. But she always told me, she's like, you can never go wrong with a little black dress. And so almost this entire collection is little black dresses. And every time I design something, that is definitely what I lean towards. Um, like because I wear a lot of these dresses for events like weddings and things. And I just want my designs to be timeless. I want it to be something that you look good, you feel good, and it will still be relevant in 10 years. So I hope that answers your question. No, that, that's okay. awesome. yeah. Speaking so. of being relevant in 10 years, is there any um, trends in the wedding industry when it comes to you know, the styles? Like any mm -hmm. trends that you either A, love or B, hate? Oh, the, there is definitely so many trends in the bridal industry and it's very different in the Midwest versus like the coasts or even in Europe. Um, in the Midwest, we're still very much in the boho phase, and I very much lean more towards like the classic elegant mm -hmm. side of bridal. Like that's what I'm most drawn to. And so because the classic and elegant, that's always around. And now it's like they're just draping the bodices a little differently or they're adding slits to dresses because that helps change it up. That's like a trendy way, but it's still like classic. Mm -hmm. But... I, would th I wouldn't say there's anything I dislike about any sort of trends. Ruffles are definitely becoming a huge trend right now. And when I'm, people see photos of this, they'll see the ruffle train, the my finale dress. That is like 97 yards of ruffle trim. I had to sew on and it took seven hours. That's a it's, whole football field. That's a whole football <laughs> field of dress, and that's just ruffle trim. Wow. And so, yeah, I don't know. I love ruffle. I love the ruffles. That's I love my, ruffles too. It's my favorite. So you're usually designing wedding dresses, which are all white. Yes. No, there's a few exceptions. Yeah. But and then this collection is all black dresses. Mm -hmm. Do you ever see yourself experimenting with color? I do see myself experimenting with color. When I come back to Kansas City Fashion Week in probably in the springtime, probably not, I'll probably be back in the springtime with Vanya Designs, but I'm hoping next, the next spring I'll have my own collection and it's going to be a kaleidoscope themed collection mm. and it will be all color. That's so and exciting. So I just want to totally like flip the script and do, you know, all black and then all color because. I really want to show my diversity as a designer because I don't just design, you know, within one thing. I want to show mm -hmm. my variety. So, yeah. yes. So when you're talking about diversity of, of working with and, and your strengths and showing everything that you can do as a designer, mm -hmm. um, does that also go into how you choose your models and, and the sizes of 
yes. and, and working with them or what does that look like? So, I mean, I wanted a diverse palette. Mm -hmm. I didn't want just, you know, everyone to look exactly the same. And especially with body types, I chose, I tried to choose a variety of body types. And I would say I lean more towards like a normal body type rather than a super tall, super skinny model because I would also like to wear these clothes once I'm done and I am not that shape. And mm -hmm. so I try to do it to where it would fit me proportionally as well. And so, yeah. How many <laughs> designs over time have you like kept for your personal use? Oh, is it like most of your closet? Most of my closet, yes. And it's like whenever I have a new event or something, I just make something. And it's, I keep it for myself. And then, or in like this case, it's like most of these dresses I actually made for myself previously. And then I either reworked, updated a little bit better, and then I created whole, all six all new pieces. And so I have a total of 11 looks. And then my, my personal... I have 12 if you count me and so I guess seven of those are brand new and the other six or the other five were made already and I've already worn them so okay yeah <laughs> so say you have like a friend's wedding coming up mm -hmm. and you're like okay I need to make a dress to wear yeah what is that process how early do you start like the the sketching mm -hmm. process like how much time do you allot for that oh not a lot <laughs> I usually ha I have Mondays off of work usually and so it's usually the Monday before the wedding I'm making the outfit which okay. is why I had to do a lot of like updates and fixes to a lot of this collection because it was I just made it and was and it was what it was at that point but I was able to you know go back and can like work on these pieces again and make them fit just right and make it look exactly how I wanted it to look so but I am very much drawn to fabrics I okay. usually pick the fabric before I do the design and then I have I just the design will come to me when I find the right fabric and I love this blend Thank of fabric you. on this dress because I love velvet and I love leather. Yes. So having the nice like pleather moment with the velvet, like they complement each other really well. Yes. And I don't see the, these two fabrics mixed together often enough, mm -mm, I no. think. Like I think they're both very classy yes. and they're even classier together. Yes, <laughs> I agreed. I love it. And you look absolutely beautiful in it. Thank so you. Yes. So. I guess one of the questions that I have is mm -hmm. when you're creating pieces that complement, you know, like you said, they don't necessarily mesh well or not mesh well, but they don't, you don't see them combined together a lot. Mm -hmm. How many of the pieces that you have currently are like this? Like this dress specifically? Yeah. So there is pretty much an identical version of this dress in a midi length. Okay. And because I knew, I, I knew I would want it like floor length and shorter for you know more little less formal events mm -hmm. and I would say I have like a completely mesh dress that I have paired with like a spandex bodysuit and so I feel like that's a that's a trend you really I don't know I feel like you do see that mixture often yeah but I use a, I use a lot of organza as well and so I mixed organza with satin with um like a mesh sparkly fabric and then what's another one uh with a stretched taffeta and sure. so I feel like you really don't see that you just see like or an organza dress 
with like a polyester lining or something like that. So I don't know, different sheens to give everything dimension. So when it, when it comes to fabric, um, certain people are like attracted or opposed to different textures. Mm -hmm. For example, like my partner has like, she, she like can't touch velvet. It like makes her body like kind of react strange. Are there any, like, what is your favorite textile just to like touch if you're a fabric drawn person? Yeah. What is like your favorite to feel? My favorite is crepe crepe i love Mm -hmm. a stretch crepe my sequin jumpsuit with the feathers on the top that is a crepe pant and they're like the most comfortable pants in the world they don't even need to be lined and crepe just looks good on everybody and i just love it i support that yeah Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) but yeah and i totally so one thing about velvet and any really good designer would know this when you work with velvet you have to lay all your pattern pieces the same way Mm -hmm. because when you touch velvet when you go down the body it should be smooth going down and then it'll be like rough going up so a lot of like mass-produced clothes like mass-produced velvet clothing is not made the correct way Mm -hmm. and so it's when you become a really good designer that you know how to work properly with velvet and maybe your partner wouldn't be like so uncomfortable to touch it yeah yeah (laughs) probably because it was made wrong probably yeah (laughs) that's interesting i would have never thought i mean it makes sense Mm -hmm. never would have thought about like there has to be a flow to it but it's i mean it's just like sequence right like you wouldn't lay it one way and then they meet in the middle and then it's like awkward right you know like I've like seen that sequin that like flips. I, yes. I, yes. Sometimes <laughs> yes. I like it, but most of the time I hate it. Yes. I, because I, it's hard to get it to all actually go the right way. Yeah. And then it gets messed up, and then you just have like a handprint on your outfit or throw pillow or whatever mm-hmm. has that on it. Yes. I don't know even how. Like not to get too far off, but like oh, the no, throw pillows, good. like. What's the purpose of it? Why? Like, I think when <laughs> I don't know. And it's like a smiley face on one side, then like a frowny face on right. the other. I'm like, what child is going to put that in their room and regret it? <laughs> like, you know? Plus, uh, like, I, if you're going to have throw pillows, they're mostly decorative in the first place. But I mm-hmm. like them to be a little comfy, too. Like, all of these ones are oh, still, yes. like, comfy. They're and you like could actually soft. lay on them. Yes. You don't want to lay on sequins. No. Like. No. Sequence is great for like the outside of a garment, yes. but you would never put it on the inside because exactly. like you don't want to touch it. So why would you? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. That makes no sense. It's like when you take yes. one of those really good naps. I mean, you know, you have like the imprint of like whatever you were laying mm-hmm. on. Like oh, imagine yeah. just waking up and you just have like sequins just printed in. Oh like, gosh, that terrible. would be so uncomfortable. Yeah. No, yeah. thank you. I don't even think you're falling asleep or staying asleep. <laughs> If you're on a sequence pillow, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, no I, I took us off the beaten path there. Oh, no, you're it, good. It is really impressive, though, and kudos to you. I mean, one, thank you for the tip for, you know, we have a lot of aspiring designers yes. that, that listen to this mm-hmm. podcast. But then, too, I mean, we have people that just, they watch from afar fashion, but they yeah. don't really get it. So kudos to you for the tip thank and then you. that that you're, you know, actually doing that. Yeah. Um, because I think you're right. I mean, I think there's a lot of different brands out there that, they struggle with that or they don't care, right? Mm-hmm. It's just a get it out and oh, yeah. um, it speaks to you and the quality of your brand. So Thank that's awesome. Thank you. Yeah. And that, uh, yeah, I think that just goes to show like a true, a true good designer really knows how to make garments fit well. And that's what I've always strived towards, especially working on like the custom bridal in because you want it to fit them perfectly. And so I take a lot of time and consideration and trial and error into making the garment fit 
perfectly and it's like the little things like having the fabric the right way setting it up on the grain line the right way it's just I'm a perfectionist in that way so yeah yeah and I mean you know it shows like you can you can tell the difference between like runway garments and mm-hmm. fast fashion and yeah. or even like not the fastest fashion or even just like a mm-hmm. lot of regular average clothing brands still don't put any emphasis on quality yeah and you can really only get that from like you know local designers or like crazy expensive price oh, points yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> i mean yeah you look at um oh my gosh what is the brand i'm thinking of <laughs> it skipped my brain but they're like the very couture designers that yeah. you can just tell like so much thought and planning and construction went into those dresses and so it's just like always trying to go towards that couture feel and couture look so what is your favorite thing about couture my favorite thing I think it's just the time you spend on like the one garment because with couture looks you're spending several hours on like one piece And it may take a really long time, but it's like the reward is so worth it. And that's what we do a lot of where at Vanya Designs is we spend hours and hours and hours on one dress. Like I would say my finale dress is the most couture dress I have on the runway this season because that dress alone took probably like 30 hours to pattern, to construct. I mean, the skirt alone took like 10 hours to make and... It's just the time you want to spend the time to that to make a truly couture garment. You have to put the hours into making it. And yeah. So even though it's not like lace or anything like that, but yeah, yeah, it might not be like the most fun to make unless yeah. other people love the process. But mm-hmm. like, it's the most worth it. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that dress is corseted, and what you see, you definitely see corsets coming into you know, the ready-to-wear market. Mm -hmm. And one thing I am so particular about corsets because a lot of the cup shapes are not, they sit too high or they're too small for any, like, normal, but, like, if anyone has a bust, like, you can't just, like, walk in and buy a corseted T-shirt, like, from Target. And so it was really getting that corset looking perfect is just... It's just, I had to do it. Like Corsets are a lot of work. <laughs> they are. Um, but you're right. Fast fashion. Like, I feel like it used to be you couldn't get all of these design, mm-hmm. all these trendy designs and all these intricate designs. But, like, they keep trying, you know. They keep, you know, shortening processes and cutting corners in order to yeah. get these results. Mm-hmm. And, like, you're so right about corset. Like. I, I struggle with everything. It's always too small, just the wrong shape, like oh yeah, everything. But I do have like a handmade corset that I got yes. from a corseter. Uh-huh. Is that how you it's, would say that? I think it's a. I want to say bustier, but a, I feel a like bustier. I feel okay. like that's the name of the top. That's not the name <laughs> of the person. I don't know. <laughs> well, but I, I know what you. Yeah, mean. Yes. a professional corset maker. Yes. I bought one from her, so mm-hmm. like she, you know, 
I tried on all these different options and it was perfectly sized to me. And also having a real corset laced up on you, that's a process. That's yeah, fun. It is. <laughs> it's so fun. Like it's like you gotta like fully bend over and like it was it was oh, at the yeah. Renaissance Festival, so they were oh, really so really fun. cinching that in. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, that really holds you in and then you have to sit up very straight. Oh yeah. <laughs> so yes. <laughs> but I love a oh good my corset. Gosh, yes. Oh, and that's like another thing. So like with the strapless and off the shoulder dresses, it's like you have to add that boning in. Um, what you see a lot also in like ready to wear or like mass produced clothing, you see like the really thin boning mm-hmm. that's really flexible. And so I used really thick boning because I wanted you to be supported. Like the whole time you're sitting here and like when, you know, you walked on the show, like you didn't see yourself like fidgeting or messing Mm -hmm. with the corset, even though it's a stretchy dress, you usually don't see like strapless stretchy dresses, but when it had the right boning, then it's perfect. Yeah. This, I mean, I've never worn a dress that I feel like I don't have to pull up all the time. Like this is really great. Like, plus like you, when you were taking it in on me at rehearsals, Mm -hmm. like I don't know. Like, I just knew it was going to, like, fit literally perfect. Yeah. Like a glove. This is a glove. <laughs> yes. Perfect. Yeah. I was like, when you came in, I'm like, it's a little big, but we're going to take it in and it's going to be great because <laughs> I'd rather, you know, get it too big and then take it in rather than when it's too tight and let it out. So how yeah. many dresses in this collection required alterations? Only three. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Yours and Joya's, the midi version of this, and then um, the sequin jumpsuit with the feathers on top. I just had to take in the bust a little bit. So yeah, it was a very it was a very good week two weeks before the show. I didn't feel super stressed about it or anything. I knew everything was gonna fit great. Awesome. I did have a dream like two nights ago <laughs> that none of the clothes fit and they were all falling off the models. Well it was a nightmare. Oh. And I was very stressed. But we're good. <laughs> Everything's great. Yeah. That's <laughs> awesome. Those like anxiety dreams always hit like right at the worst time. Yes, <laughs> I know they do. I'm like, ah, I know everything fits. I'm like, I just look back at photos. I'm like, no, everything's great. Everything's going to be great. <laughs> so one of the things that I, I, mean, I don't want to backtrack too much, but okay. really kudos to you and, and Shaylee spoke to it. But I mean, I don't know how many times and, and we see this all the time in the fashion industry where mm-hmm. someone's wearing something and it's they're just constantly having to adjust. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I mean, it's just wild, right? Like that mm-hmm. someone paid a certain amount of money for something that didn't fit them that way, you know? Yeah. So I think it's awesome that you make it a point to ensure that the models, you know, Shaylee sitting here hasn't had to, but then even yeah. going down the runway, right? Like they're not running off the, once they get off the runway mm-hmm. to loop back around that they're not like, you know, trying to get it all fixed up, it up or, yeah. you know, that they're at the end of the runway and, you know, trying to fix it or trying to mm-hmm. hold, you know, like that's huge. I mean, that extra attention to detail, Mm -hmm. um, making it a point, that's huge. And it speaks volumes to your intricate perfectionism, which is, I mean, that's, that's really what you should be looking for when you're, when our audience is going out and looking for designers to make clothes for them. Mm -hmm. That's, that's a key factor right there. Yeah. And I, that definitely comes from my experience in the bridal industry because I've heard every complaint. I've heard (laughs) my dress isn't staying up. It's uncomfortable. The boning is poking me in the wrong spot and all this. And so it's just paying attention to those details and whatever those fit issues we have to do. It's like, then when I'm making the pattern originally, then I can solve that. 
beforehand and to do minimal alterations like all I had to do was take in the sides and it was perfect and so yes um, when it comes to creating custom dresses <laughs> for clients um, what's one of the most memorable or unique gowns that someone has asked you to to c- bring to life <laughs> yes um, one of my most favorite ones um, her name was her name's Katie and it's uh, I'm trying to so she's a friend of mine from high school and college. We were in the same sorority and she came to me and was like, I know I want you to design my wedding dress. And she is, she was really small, like not short. She's very tall, very thin. And so when she went into stores, she said everything swallowed her. She didn't think it was laying right on her. And we were able to make everything fit her like a glove. And it was like exactly my style is what we designed the dress. So it was a strapless off the shoulder. So it was a fitted crepe. I would say the skirt style was pretty similar to yours. It had a way longer train. We ended up putting a slit in it and it had, it was, yeah, the fitted crepe. It really hugged like her hips really tightly just to give her that hourglass figure that she wouldn't have had if she had purchased a dress off of the rack because Mm -hmm. she was like so small. And um, I'm trying to, oh, and then she had like an off the shoulder chiffon sleeve collar thing. And it just, it just looked so perfect on her. And I got to go to that wedding and everybody was coming up to me and they were like, it looks like it was made for her. I'm like, because it was. (laughs) And so, yeah, that was my most favorite one. So cool. Yeah. And one of my dresses in this collection I wore to that wedding. So I was like, I have to make my own dress. And it was the long sleeve velvet one, the second one to walk. It so must yeah. be so special to have your wedding dress made by a close friend like yeah. that. It's it, so cool. It was so special. And I just, I loved every, I loved every part of it. And I've made so many good friends because I've helped design their dress. It was like, we were friends beforehand through like acquaintances but then it was like I made their dress for them and now we're even closer like one of my other friends her name is Haley I redesigned her mom's wedding gown into a reception dress Mm. and that was I mean we like literally cut it up made a whole new dress it wasn't like alterations it was like we chopped the train like no returning after that and it was that was so special too because she got to wear her mom's dress but it was made for her and it just looked so perfect on her that's so. such a cool trend that when people do that, um, and I know sometimes people just try to rewear the dress and have it altered to fit, yeah. but um, I feel like recently in the past mm-hmm. decade or so, people have started totally reconstructing because mm-hmm. in the past, I feel like it was more like taboo to like ruin a wedding dress or like, <laughs> you know, destroy it or, you know, destroy, destroy it. it. Right. Yeah. That's how it was perceived, but like turning it into something totally new, that's mm-hmm. really lovable have a lot more people been requesting that oh yeah we get redesigns a lot and as my experience with Vanya designs has grown that's what I started designing I started you know I started small I started with the redesign so it was like reworking these vintage gowns and then I moved into the completely custom and it's because it definitely takes practice you have to ask a lot of questions because you know, you're making this custom garment for a very special day, but the redesigns is nice because you have like the parameters, like you have the dress, you just work within the dress and 
Yeah, I've been doing so many of those for the last four years. And they're my most favorite. Like, I'm not married yet, but I know when I get married, I'm redesigning my mom's dress. I've already told her. And what are her thoughts? She's okay with it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to take off. I told her I'll just take off the lace of the dress because she's got like lace appliques on hers. Oh, awesome, though. It's so awesome. That's, yeah. And it's so, it's so sweet. It's so sentimental. Like, I just love it. It's so fun. And you want to do your own wedding dress? Oh, yeah. I'll make my own for (laughs) sure. (laughs) I've got ideas, but they always change because I see so many ideas. And then I'm like, I also don't want to copy anyone else. Like, I don't want it to look like anyone else's dress. And so it's tough. How do you avoid, because um, I'm a tam or textile apparel minor, mm-hmm. um, and so, like, I've had to Ooh. create garments for my classes and stuff, mm-hmm. and I find it hard, like, when I'm looking at inspiration, I'm like, oh, like, I just want to make that. Why can't I just, you know, do that? Mm-hmm. So how do you, like, take inspiration, but, like, also make sure you're not, you know, copying yeah. something? Um, I usually take inspiration because you know Pinterest mm-hmm. is like the best way to find inspiration I have a whole Pinterest board of just dresses that's literally what it's called mm-hmm. um, I get inspired by different neckline shapes and so I like to see what other designers are doing it and exactly not copying it but doing it in my own way mm-hmm. and so it's an it's a good way to find inspiration but not to just be like copy paste and so I don't know. <laughs> no, that was great. That was great. Um, earlier, you were talking about the the dress that you designed for your friend, and people were saying that it looks exactly like your style. Mm-hmm. You said classic is like your style, but yes. if you could like define your brand and your your image in like three words, classic can be one of them. Mm-hmm. What what would be some other like defining words? Ooh, yeah, I would say classic is one. I would say romantic and sexy okay yeah that's a perfect perfect trio for wedding apparel yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. or any clothes yeah anything (laughs) anything but yeah i don't know do you have any more questions (laughs) this has been awesome like it's just again hearing the little tips and tricks Mm -hmm. you know and a big portion of this is just making it you know we're not necessarily the podcast isn't 100 percent for education purposes oh yeah some people will take away you know Mm -hmm. certain tidbits but knowing what to ask for or knowing who to turn to Mm -hmm. more importantly is a huge component of that you know and that's why we want to spotlight designers like yourself because it is the attention of the ribbing detail the Mm -hmm. all of that that separates your pieces from other pieces and it Mm -hmm. makes you unique Um, and I mean those three words right there that you gave fit that dress too Uh I mean it to a T thank you it's great yeah and we're in like we're in the midwest we're in the most unlikely fashionable place and but i really truly love the midwest i don't see myself like moving to new york new york or los angeles or anything and it's just great that you guys are highlighting other designers because there are so many incredible designers here i've seen gracie key i went to k-state with her she was a year younger than me and I was actually her mom in our sorority. We were in the same sorority together. Fun fact. And (laughs) seeing her, seeing her work just grow every year, I'm just like, yes, Gracie. I was like, she's killing it. And so, and I have my own podcast. I love being on this, and it's called Three Cheese Blend. I have it with my brother and sister, 
And so my brother is a landscape designer. My sister is an interior designer. And then I'm, I'm, I'm a fashion designer. I don't know how we all got in the design world, but we are. And then I forced them to start a podcast with me talking about being in the design industry in the Midwest and highlighting other designers, you know, just to show people like we are just as good as those New York or Paris designers. And I mean, that's prevalent here with all of every other designer here. So I, I got to know three yes. cheese blend. That's a pretty interesting yes. name for your podcast. <laughs> How did you come up with that? So a few years ago, I'd say like five or six years ago, I just named our fa- our sibling group chat that, <laughs> but you know, those like bags of cheese at the store. It's like five cheeses. Yeah. That's where it yeah. came from. And I just <laughs> thought it was hilarious. And it's even funnier because my sister is lactose intolerant. So she oh. can't even have cheese. <laughs> Let but alone three cheeses. That would be really cheeses. overwhelming. <laughs> but yeah. But we're the three cheeses and it's so fun. And it's a good quality time to spend time with them. And then to just show like how all the design industries like basically bounce off of each other like Mm -hmm. I know I've learned stuff from them but we're like all talking about all these like similarities we each have and it's so fun so yeah that's awesome well you're definitely making Kansas proud good (laughs) the state of Kansas so yes not not KU because I know you went to K-State oh yes that's right (laughs) making Kansas proud and and you know to see your work and to see your work in Vanya Designs Mm -hmm. you know um, I think it's great that you take it, you made it a point to come here mm-hmm. by your, you know, on your own and bring your own designs. Thank you. I mean, that's the only way that, not the only way, but that is a huge yeah. component of getting your work out there. And, you know, I, yes. just kudos to you because I, I can only imagine, I mean, hearing the 30 hours of work for, oh for my certain God, for pieces. One dress. Yeah, like, it's just like, <laughs> crazy. You know, I'm like, that's a work week. <laughs> that's <laughs> you know? a long time. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's a work week. So. Uh, you know, kudos to you for sure. Thank you. Yeah, I just, I wanted to come here on my own to really establish myself as a designer, just to show, just to show everybody what I can do. It's like, I don't just do bridal, I do everything else. And so, yeah. What's one thing you think you would never design? I would never design? Yeah, like any type of clothing. Like, I hate this garment I will never make one <laughs> that's a good question that's a good question I'll have to think about that but I don't think there's anything I wouldn't I wouldn't make I mean I've made men's clothes I've made men's suits and I love it I've been able to work with uh so my boss Alicia Yabara, the owner of Vanya Designs she collaborated when I just when I had started working with her back in 2019 she was collaborating with a sculpturist uh, named uh, Christopher Gulick and that I got to help them do create like actual works of art like these avant-garde pieces and so it's like all over the board like I don't know what I haven't made (laughs) (laughs) okay okay I think for me it would probably be like denim I don't like sewing denim I have made a pair of jeans (laughs) yeah yeah it's just really like the needle starts to break and all that stuff I just don't want to mess with it (laughs) yeah there's denim is like its whole its whole own thing like there are so many technicalities to making a denim pair of pants and you know I probably wouldn't make (laughs) another pair of pants again (laughs) so that's a good yeah I'm glad you said that (laughs) 
gosh. Well, yeah. thank you so much yes. for being on our podcast today. I'm so glad I got to show everyone your amazing gown that I am thank so you. honored to wear tonight. Oh, I'm so and yeah, so thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you guys so much. <laughs> this was so fun. Absolutely. Well, where yeah. can we follow? Where can our followers find you on social yeah. media and follow you? Um, so plug the podcast, plug yes. wherever your designs are, yes. um, all of that. Okay. Uh, you can follow me on my personal page, Libby Jessen. Uh, it's L-I-B-B-I-J-E-S-S-E-N. And you can follow me on Instagram. That's where I do most of my posting. Um, if you want to follow our bridal page, it's Vanya Designs Bridal. Or the podcast is Three Cheese Blend Pod. And that's pretty much on any social media platform. But it's so fun. So, yes, I love I'll have it. have to go give it a listen. You will. It's really good. After, like, the fifth episode, we figured out our audio. So it's, like, uh, really good after that episode. Okay. Yeah, we're still in our early phases, too. Yes. So we totally get, you know, figuring out all the kinks. Oh, yeah. You guys see the finished product, but you don't know what all goes into it. It's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. <laughs> Yes. Absolutely. All right. Great. Well, make sure you subscribe on YouTube or Spotify, wherever you're listening, and follow us on Instagram at Fashion Hive Podcast. You can find me at Shaley Harper, S H A L E Y H A R P E R. Yes. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Again, my name is Santo Sadiano. You can find me on Instagram at Reverend underscore Sants. Uh, make sure you follow the Fashion Hive Podcast and then go. Follow Kansas City Fashion Week as well. Go follow Libby. Thank you again yes. for being Thank one of our hosts. Or yes. one of our guests. Yes. Excuse me. Gosh. <laughs> All right. All right. Thank you, guys. We're Thank out. You.